the college football experience, Notre Dame fighting Irish 1.0 episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets, bet big, win bigger with win bet. head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our Discord server. It's brand new. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. So just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Hey everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Yes, yes, yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Notre Dame Fighting Irish 2022 season preview episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love talking Notre Dame football. I'm excited about the Irish. Big fan, right? Big fan. Hey, they were one of my locks last year on the over that I gave away on our locks episode. Yes, subscribe to the college football experience because we've been doing this shit for years. We do a solo podcast for all 131 teams in the land. Also, subscribe on YouTube. You can watch this thing. And if you're watching this thing, you'll know I'm joined by my co host, former, former. ACC fan. I'm going to say former because it Come might on. be pending yet, man. Oh, Not yet, buddy. <laughs> Give Maybe it up. Notre Dame would make a decision. No, no, no. I think you need them to be in, in you know, kind of uh, fl- I don't know. I think you might you're, need you're, them independent. You're probably right. I am joined by though uh college football guru himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking home brew making tobacco road living the free lock given former former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on guys. I mean, great, great time talking. We're going to get into that because, but first off, I want people to know that I do, this is being recorded, but there is going to be another episode out there with comedian Dano Carter. Good friend of mine. That is a Notre Dame fighting Irish uh, alum and diehard fan. So excited to give you and, that episode too. And let's, let's face it. I'm just not that funny. So, you know, for your, <laughs> your comedic and neither is Colby. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. See, there's a reason why there's a reason why I'll be doing the, uh, I don't know, like the local bowling alley here in, uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, but uh, look, I mean, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is uh, a team that is kind of uh, in a, in, in the, probably, I think the most interesting spot in college football right now, 
because it seems like everybody wants them. The SEC wants them. Uh, Big Ten wants them. Big Ten, I think, really wants them. I'm sure the Big Twelve or the ACC. Well, I mean, definitely the ACC wants them to to give it some stability because oh, they I, can go wherever they want. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's no very, conference would turn them down. And uh, and I think you know they're in a spot where they need. They it's it's a tricky spot. They're asking for like seventy five million dollars from a TV contract, which they might very well might get. Yeah. Um, but uh, the gap, like the Big Ten, their spec. This is all speculation, by the way. So, uh, the if the Big Ten wants USC and UCLA, you know, join and they have their new television deal, it might be a hundred million dollars for each school. Will Notre Dame be able co- to compete with that type of of money? But I, here's my thing, Notre Dame. Is a very rich school, so like if they did get that seventy-five million dollar TV contract, I think the answer is yes. So, I, and I, I'm, yeah, th- their preference is to stay independent. Yeah, and they I, should I think be. Sorbic, Sorbic has said that as long as they have a, a a clear path to the playoffs, and as long as they can bring in, you know, enough money, then their preference is to stay independent. You could argue that that could happen, and they don't have to go anywhere. I, I'm actually kind of rooting for it. You know, it's for, it's funny yeah. for, for some years I was saying, ah, oh, join a conference. And now the tables turn and I'm like, no, 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 stay independent because I want these other conferences. I don't want just two conferences. All right. And so Notre Dame's our best hope for there not be, if Notre Dame joins the big 10, you can basically see the cookies will crumble from around the coastal schools from the ACC to the Pacific. And uh and I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't like that. I, I want to see, uh, you know, even I mean, with, and we can go way back and go into history and why Notre Dame has never been in the conference. It wasn't their decision. It was conferences. Didn't want the Catholic religious school. You know, if you want to take it way back, but yeah. you know, modern day, that's not an issue, obviously. Um, but I agree. I, I kind of like them as independent and, and that is probably the best if they don't join the ACC, which let's face it, that's not going to happen. So the best thing for the ACC would be for Notre Dame to keep their independence. And cause you're right. They're a, they're a huge domino. And if that one falls, then you're going to see a lot of other ones fall. I, if, if they stay upright and independent, maybe things stabilize at least for a couple of years. Who knows? And, well, and what's funny is I also think if they stay independent, they might carve out a path for more teams to go independent. You know what I mean? Like I know Notre Dame, you know, is a gigantic force, but I'm saying if you're looking at the likes of, uh, I don't know how it will all shake out. We're going down a rabbit hole, but I'm just saying I do think they might get give give a clear path on perhaps independent success. Um, All right. Well, look, this off season is not only crazy for Notre Dame fans or Pac-12 fans or ACC fans or Big Ten fans (laughs) because it's just these college football seasons the past two years have been fucking bananas, but. Um, Brian Kelly's gone. He is now at LSU working with his family down there in Baton Rouge, <laughs> and uh, and in comes in Marcus Freeman, and uh, you know, what do you make of? I mean, I think Marcus Freeman. First off, I'll say this: Marcus Freeman in seven months is recruiting better than yes Brian Kelly ever did, which is pretty pretty crazy because Kelly was there a decent amount. Well, just this year, you know, his first year, they're bringing in a top 10 class number nine overall. Uh, and that 
includes uh, a five-star linebacker, I want to say. Is that who they brought in? A five-star linebacker uh, from Texas? No, I'm sorry, from uh, South Carolina, Jalen Sneed. And then next year, if you want to look at 2023, I think they're ranked number two overall right now. So, yes. And I think we can all agree that Brian Kelly did a great job with Notre Dame. Yes, he brought it back to a a championship game, got into the playoffs a couple times, but he could never get over that hump. And I think it's, you you could argue that they didn't have the same level of, of talent as Alabama or Georgia or Ohio state. That's fair. I think Notre Dame fans would admit that, right? Yeah. But I also think the Kelly style now he did change and become a little more physical as he got later into his years, but the style that he was running at central Michigan and, and, and Cincinnati and stuff like that. I don't know that you can win a national championship with it because you kind of are very finesse. And I don't know if you heard Phil yeah. Jerkovic's comments at Boston college. He recently was saying that, uh, and, and know, just so people know he's, he transferred from Notre Dame. Yeah. And he Boston was in college and he was saying like, Hey, I, uh, I, I, they, they, they wouldn't let me be me. They, they were really, uh, you know, they wouldn't let me take the training wheels off there. You got to do this. You got to do this. Uh, and he says it was refreshing. Now, of course he's got to say that uh, a better opportunity than Jeff Halfley in Boston college, who knows, but I think it's and worth the noting. The offensive coordinator has not changed. Well, that's another huge thing is, is Brian Kelly went out to get all these uh, Marcus Freeman was one of them. He was trying to yeah. get them all down there to Baton Rouge. And uh, for the most part, I think uh Poli, Bill Poli and son Brian Poli and the special teams coach did go with them, but I I think uh, for the most part, all the all the, a lot of the coaches remained in South Bend, and that's a huge win continuity wise because you know you hop into this thing Tyler Buckner, there's new QB, you you don't want to like say what you want about Bo Nix, I I feel sorry for him in a way because he's had three offensive coordinators in three years, three head coaches yeah. in three years, um, yeah. so I do think that sets you back a little bit. So, uh, but overall, and, I mean, from, from if nobody's saying anything bad about Freeman. Like, I think the players were all happy. He became head coach. You didn't see, a, I mean, they they lost people in the transfer portal who didn't, but yeah. you didn't see a bunch of good player jump ship. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a, a very seamless transition here. And, uh, I think Freeman is, is being set up here for a lot of success, uh, including year one. I think there's no reason why they can't be very good this year. I, I completely agree. So let's hop into it because I, uh, Jack Cone is gone. Jack Cone uh, is doing spy novels now in Europe. I just feel like it's a good, you know, espionage character. No, Jack's <laughs> Jack Cone had to, had to go into uh had to go to re- only one person could save this person, uh, Brittany Grimer out of Russia. And that was Jack Cone. Um, and look, Cone was solid. I mean, he you know, completed 65% of his balls, 25 touchdowns, only seven interceptions through for, you know, 3,150 yards. With that said, is he going to be missed? No, but I, I do but, think he was you have a, a good year, which I think he, you could argue he had a good year, but still not be missed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he was better than I thought he would be coming yeah. in. I was like, I don't have faith in this guy, but he, he, he definitely, uh, you know, was better than what I assumed him to be. But yeah, Tyler Buckner, I, I'm kind of sold on him. I know they also have drew pine still. Uh, I think Buckner might even added the run element, which will maybe stress out defenses a little more uh, with some option. Read Kyron uh, Williams is gone though. He's in the NFL. Well, uh, first Buckmore, so much more versatile than cone. He can do so much more with his legs, but you could argue that he is not the passer that cone is at least not yet. 
Uh, you know, last year in a limited spot duty, you know, he threw three touchdowns through three picks, only 60% completion percentage. But I love the fact that he got his feet wet last year. So now this year, if he's the guy, he has a little bit experience to draw upon and he should be ready to to step in and roll right away. And he was a freshman last year. I should note, yeah. I should note that. And apparently he did look really good in the spring game. Uh, Kyron Williams though is gone the, and, and he was a damn good running back. Loved his blitz pickup too. He was great physical, physical blocker. Um, Chris Tyree. And it seems like Logan Diggs are going to be the, the running backs. I know they got a five-star or a four-star freshman, I think coming in as well. Um, I don't worry about that because they're bringing back their entire offensive line. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you had, could pick one, do you want to return your whole line or do you want to return your running back? <laughs> you pick O line 11 times out of 10 and they've kind know? of become like, you know, that's one thing we can credit Brian Kelly with because yeah. before they weren't putting pros. If anything, Notre Dame had kind of gotten a little stagnant on, on producing pros and man, they're like an offensive line factory for pros right now. Uh, yeah. And and I think this offensive line is going to be better than a season ago. I they think. were young. They were young last year. Yeah, yeah. So and besides their own bringing back their entire offensive line, they're also bringing back what I think could be argued as the nation's best tight end and Michael Mayer. Certainly, yeah, he's right up there, man. He's a hell of a tight end. He's going to help out with you know blocking, but also he can you know he's he's a great receiver as well. Uh, now they do lose their top receiver, Kevin Austin. But I'd argue in general, they need to get better play out of that wide receiver group for the sure. last couple of years. We haven't seen explosiveness. We haven't seen like really, you know, playmakers that put stress on the defense. So I would say Marcus Freeman, new head coach. I think you got to highlight that receiver group and say, Hey, we need athletes in here. We need more talent. in where's here. the Tim we, Browns and Derek mazes, right? There you go. Although what's his name? The Steelers wide receiver was from Notre Dame. I'm drawing yeah. to his name, but oh, yeah. uh, oh geez. Oh, I just, I was just reading about him today too. <laughs> he was, a, he was a good pick by the Steelers a couple of years ago. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh Claypool chase Claypool. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, another thing is, is they do have two or three wideouts back. So maybe they take a step forward. Avery Davis, Braden Lindsay, maybe those guys take a step forward this year. Who knows? Uh, I, I think they're solid, but they're not like, they don't jump off the page. Like you don't watch an, a, a Notre Dame game and say Avery Davis, man, watch out for him. I yeah. don't think he puts heart into opposing defensive coordinators. Well, maybe this is the year though, you know, evolution, you know, maybe, maybe uh Jerkovic was right. Take the training wheels off. I don't know. I'm just trying to be optimistic for the Irish fans out there, but I do think you 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 make a good point. Um, defensively, Marcus Freeman is the head coach, but he he called Al Golden to run his defense. Al Golden, former Miami Hurricane head coach, was recently with the Cincinnati Bengals. Is he going to wear the shirt and tie? Please, I hope so. Hopefully, I hope so, <laughs> and I hope he lands a starting uh, not a starting a head coach gig. Uh, you know, and so the shirt and tie can come back because I dig it. I dig it. Eight starters are back on defense. Last year they were the fifteenth uh, best scoring defense in the country, 39th in rush defense, sixty-fourth in pass defense, charting at forty-third overall. Uh two of four back on the defensive line. And I think that might be a little bit of your 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 
problem there is uh, I think the pass rush is going to be okay with Isaiah Foskey coming back. I think he was their their top pass rusher from a year ago, but 11 sacks. You, yeah, 11 yeah, sacks. Yeah, and I, I think you do worry about more of the interior of the D-line there. Hopefully they got some some guys that could, they can, you know, put in there and, and plug those gaps. Uh two or three back in the linebacking core led by Jack Kaiser. Um and lean tackler JD Bertrand. These linebackers are going to be really good. Yeah, and when you consider Kyle, so Kyle Hamilton's gone. He's a what a Baltimore Raven, I believe. Um, uh, three of four in the secondary are back, and they went out and got all Big Ten safety for all Big Ten first team safety. Brandon Joseph from Huge Northwestern, kid. where you know Pat Fitzgerald coaches a good defense. Huge um, team him up with that cornerback combo of Cam Hart and Clarence Lewis, who, who both I think have NFL potential. Secondary is looking strong too. Very strong. They lose their kicker and their punter, but they did add kicker Blake Group, who was twenty of twenty-five at Arkansas State last year in the Sun Belt. Um, we're going to talk transfer portal. We'll talk recruiting rankings. Uh, uh, we'll talk. Uh, well, yeah, I guess we already kind of dived into the recruiting rankings, but uh, Las Vegas expectations and and really what we see out of Notre Dame in two thousand twenty-two. But right now, I got to get us paid. I want to tell you that the college football experience. Notre Dame Fighting Irish 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN. And they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to come in and sweat out some bets with the entire SGPN crew. What do you got going on? All right, hop in there. You know, sometimes you're just bored. You, you know, I don't know where you're at. You're on a flight, you're at the airport. I don't know. You're watching a game. You want to have someone to enjoy it with, all right? Bet on a game, hop on in there. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We're also brought to you by Dave. Yes, Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to five hundred dollars instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills. Because we've all been in a situation or a jam where we needed some cash. Well, now you don't have to be that uh that guy saying, Hey, can I uh maybe borrow me a four hundred dollars? No, you can just get Get the Dave banking app. All right. There's no interest. There's no credit check needed. Uh, millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief when they need extra cash. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D A V E. Sign up for an extra cash account. And get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member of the FDIC. All right. We are back talking Irish football. And uh, I feel like it'd be the appropriate time to uh, perhaps play uh, this this uh, sound drop right. Where am I at? Find it. And you find hung in with it. The best college football team in the land. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land. There we go. Shout out to the movie Rudy. Classic. Man, you got to keep it going. What would you say? Like you're. You're a five foot, nothing, a buck, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I should have, but I didn't have that on there. I didn't have it on there. I, I cut it off because he oh, hung in fault. with the best college football team in the land. And perhaps that'll be Notre Dame this year. We talked transfer portal because it's crazy in 2022 with all these teams, but I feel like Marcus Freeman. Interesting. I'm going to talk about what they lost. They lost uh, kicker Harrison Leonard to the portal. They lost running back Sebo Flemister to the portal. 
They lost George Takas at tight end to Boston College, who will be on the schedule. Uh, they lost cornerback JoJo Johnson to the portal. They lost cornerback KJ Wallace to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. They lost punter Jay Bramblett. That was their starter a year ago to LSU with Brian Polian and Brian Kelly. Uh, they also lost offensive tackle Quinn Carroll to the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, he's penciled in to be a starter over there. Uh, they lost cornerback Caleb Offord to the Buffalo Bulls. Safety Paul Moala to the Portal. Safety Kari G to Georgia Tech. Linebacker Shane Simon to Pitt. Safety Litchfield Avalon to Rice. Quarterback Brandon Clark to Old Dominion. And wide receiver Lawrence Keys to Tulane. They lost all those guys. That's a decent amount of people out the door. But a lot I of them. I don't think. I mean, other yeah. than the punter, none of them started. So it's it's people that weren't getting playing time, and most of them went to smaller schools to get that playing time. And and if you look at what uh, what Marcus Freeman, well, first tell you what he brought in defensive lineman Chris Smith from Harvard. So he must have saw something on tape saying, "Hey, <laughs> come play some ball." Um, uh, they also, uh, I, I think I've already kind of alluded to this. They got kicker Blake Group from Arkansas State, which I think pretty important get. Yeah, uh, and then uh, landed safety Brandon Joseph, all first team Big Ten, and that's it. And I would say they won the portal because of the Joseph Lander and, and the group. The group I agree. Land. I mean, yeah. it's not just like numbers. It's not like oh, they lost ten people, only got three. You know, it, it it's who they brought in. We're gonna see this with any like top ten school is that they're gonna lose people every year because they got excellent recruiting classes coming in, and let's face it, a lot of these guys can't cut it at that level. So they're dropping down in levels. It's going to happen. So I agree. I think they win it, especially with that Northwestern transfer, Brandon Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this number here in the corner here, subscribe to the college football experience on YouTube. And remember subscribe to the college basketball experience because Mike Bray got to the NCAA tournament last year. I think he might again this year. Um, uh, but the win total sitting at nine and a half and it is juiced to, uh, I believe, let me double check and make sure this didn't change while you're doing that. I mean, they went 11 and one last year in the regular season ended up losing to Oklahoma state in the bowl game. Things got off to a rocky start last year, needing overtime to beat Florida state and only beating Toledo by three. Oh, they needed to but, come behind to beat Toledo yeah, too. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, come yeah. from behind. Yeah. Uh, but then they really turned it on towards the second half of the year. Had some nice wins, some like very decisive wins, like beating Wisconsin 41 13, uh, beating USC 31 16, beating UNC by double digits, beating Stanford 45 14. Uh, they were playing their best ball towards the end of the year. Uh, and I, and so what's your initial reaction of the, the 9.5 number? Well, I like the over. I mean, I locked up the over last year. Me and Patty C on our locks episode. Well, you were on that episode, but but uh, you didn't. Was that you didn't was join that us eight and a half last year? No, I believe it was but flat nine. I think maybe I don't nine? know. I'd, I'd have to go yeah. back and pull it up, but I know I locked it up on the over. And uh, besides sweating that Notre Dame ga- or the Florida State Notre Dame game, uh, I felt comfortable for the most part uh, after the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, they only have four real away games and anytime you get that, that's an advantage. And that's, you know, it's one of the flaws that I call out often in college football is it's kind of like a, 
a pyramid scheme because your top 10 teams normally only play like Ohio state. I think only has four uh, away yeah. games, Alabama, no, Notre Dame has yeah. two neutral site games that we'll get to, but only four true road games, zero back-to-back away, which is a benefit. You know, I still think it's a challenging schedule at certain spots, but at the same time, they go a long time without playing a road game. I want to say they go from, they go from September 25th to November 25th with only playing one true road game, which is pretty much your whole season. And right? that true road game is at Syracuse. Yeah. So I do think they have finagled a, uh, you know, but this isn't, I, I don't blame them because I, I think a lot of these, the top, I mean, Oklahoma's played one back to back away game in 10 years. Yeah. Georgia's yeah. played three. Um, to give you a perfect idea, Georgia Tech's playing three back-to-back away games this season. North Carolina is too, so it, that's what I mean. Is like most of the times, you know, there's a lot of schools we're previewing all 131 teams. You see six, seven away games. You never see it with the top ten, and unfortunately, until we right. have a large playoff, it, it, I, I think it's only going to continue to be like this. And if you get a large and, playoff, and then it opens up scheduling. Right, and I'd argue that I'm fine with what Notre Dame did scheduling this year because, yeah, first off, no FCS. Like yeah. usual, they never play an FCS. Kudos right. to like them. Usual. Yeah. But look at some of the smaller teams. I and mean, we'll get it one by one. But I think they did challenge himself this year, uh, and that starts off obviously with week one and a huge, huge showdown. Uh, and by the way, the juice is uh, is. By the way, I'm seeing the number. Wow, I'm seeing this. So this graph was made a week ago, right? Yeah, I'm seeing that number at eight and a half right now. Ooh, yeah. What's is it? Crazy juice on the over? Minus one forty-five on the over, plus one twenty-five. I'll tell you this. Uh, let's play it at eight and a half because that's what it currently is. I know you see the oh, number there, so disregard enough. that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's hop into it then, because week one they are fourteen and a half point dogs in Columbus, Ohio, taking on the Buckeyes. Whew. That's a big number. I mean, I look, I'm going to take the Irish in the points, but I do think Ohio state will win the game. That hook man, 14 and a half. I mean, are they baiting I, you? <laughs> don't you want to lay the hook? But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I have Buckeyes right now. We're not talking about, are they going to cover who's going to yeah. win? Notre Dame's not going to, uh, this is going to be a game though. Look, they're not going to get steamrolled. It's going to be a blowout, Yeah. but uh, Ohio state, that offense man at home, obviously the place is going to be freaking insane. You got to go Buckeyes there. I agree. I agree that. And so that I got as a loss. Then they take on the Marshall thundering herd. So fun belt, Sunbelt. You're a Sunbelt specialist. Could and this is what I'm going to get into with scheduling wise. Cause they're not playing, you know, New Mexico state or the, you know, they're not playing a Mac school. They're playing a, a team that went bowling last year, a, a Sunbelt team who is a very quality team. Yeah. Well, they, they go you bowling know? almost every, every year. I would say Marshall's Marshall, a good program. Yeah, it is a good program. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, with that said, I have Notre Dame winning, but you know, Marshall's still a good program. So, you know, obviously every team schedules some easier games, but if this is your easier game, then I think you're doing a good job. Yeah. And then week three, the California golden bears come to town. I got, so I got Notre Dame winning the the Marshall game, losing the Ohio state game. I think they're going to win this game, but I will say this. I'm a big fan of Justin Wilcox. I think he's an underrated coach. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if this is a very close game in the fourth quarter. However, I just think if it was in Berkeley, maybe I would say, okay, I could see an upset. I think Notre Dame gets the win. You could certainly talk me into a cow cover, 
Like yeah. you can't talk me into a cow money line, you know, uh, in South bend, uh, first game since 1967 between these two crazy. Uh, yeah. Give me the Irish. Uh, week four, they head to Keenan Memorial Stadium in Chapel Hill. Uh, North Carolina does have a buy coming into it, but Notre Dame's kind of owned them lately. Um, Not just lately; they're twenty and one all time against UNC. <laughs> but you're right; they they did play the last two years, and they won by ten and fourteen points respectively. I'm gonna take the Irish to get it done. I am curious how Gene Chizik will work out. We just did a North Carolina preview. And for a second, I thought maybe the Tar Heels could do the upset. And then I said, nah, I think Notre Dame's just too physical in the line of scrimmage. Uh, I'll that's take- what it's been. That's what it's been the last two, last two years. Physicality. You're a little bit higher on UNC than me. I think Notre Dame rolls right into Chapel Hill and gets a W probably by double digits again. Yeah, true. And then they get a bye week and they play the BYU Cougars. I really wish this would be in either South Bend or Provo because they have this awesome Vegas? fan bases. Is that right? Yeah, at the Death this Star Vegas? in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I hate this stadium, but uh, it's an interesting game because here's one thing I will say: BYU is a very physical team. They're they're kind of like Notre Dame. And Notre Dame's approach under the past couple of years, at least the past three or four years, has been very physical, run heavy. BYU is kind of exactly like that. So I do think we have a, a kind of a, a, a nice little collision of styles here. Um, I lean Notre Dame, but I, 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 this is one of the trickier games to me on the schedule. How about you? The bye week comes at a very good time. That's for sure. Cause this game I am penciling or circling this game. It's a, a very fun matchup. Uh, BYU does not have the bye before this game, but they play a Thursday night the week before. So they have a couple extra days to prepare. Um, I, I I expect it to be a hell of a game. I'm going to lean Notre Dame here, but I think BYU it has double digit win potential this year. I do too, and also you know, I know Nevada's got a ton of Mormons. I'm curious that crowd. I know Notre Dame travels well, and y- yeah, you don't need an excuse to go to Vegas. But at the same time, I'm curious what that will be. I still wish it was in Provo or South Bend, though. Um, On campus, always better, but it is kind of fun to have this in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say win. give me a 30 to 27 final, but I, I would not be surprised if I was wrong on this one. Yeah. Um, so I got them four and one and then they're home to the Stanford Cardinal. I think Stanford's kind of heading in the wrong direction. I don't think they're very physical anymore. Um, so I'm going to take Notre Dame to get that done. You Irish Irish won 45, 14 last year. They're at home. You're not picking Stanford. Yeah. So uh, what do we got here? Five and uh, yeah, five, and, five one. and one, and then they get the UNLV running rebels. And unfortunately- this is the easy game. This is the game that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Choosing, you know, the worst team or one of the worst teams of the mountain West. Well, but, and hey, the fact that they do? just played at their home stadium, but could didn't play them. <laughs> they're they're a lot of time in, in Vegas here. <laughs> <laughs> they go to, they play it in UNLV's home stadium, but not play. They don't play them. Um, that this is an ass kicking yeah. move next. Uh, they're only away game. Like I said, only true away game in like three months, uh, a stretch for almost three months is uh, or yeah, three months uh, is at the, the carrier dome taking on the Syracuse orange. Um, uh, Syracuse uh, Babers, maybe they're, they're a little tricky in the, in the dome, but I still got Notre Dame rolling. Yeah. I just say uh, the talent discrepancy between the two programs is night and day. 
Syracuse, uh, they had that 10 win season a couple of years ago. It's ever since then, they, I don't think they've got to 500. So give me Notre Dame. Then comes in the Clemson Tigers and the big one. This is a gigantic one. You remember the one a couple of years ago? Clemson lost to Notre Dame in South Bend in overtime, if memory serves me correct. Now, as my friends will say, my Notre Dame friend, friends will say, uh, that game, they didn't have fans because of COVID. So they yeah. didn't get to feel the home environment. Um, I do think this is a Notre Dame win. I can tell you this a Clemson's offense is not there. They're going to lose this game. And I also think it might be cold in South Bend by November 5th. I do think this is one, but now that that number's dropped to eight and a half, they can even lose this and you're good. I love it. I love, I mean, I think we're tipping our, our, our hand here, uh, but I love the over at eight and a half. Uh, I'm going to lean Notre Dame again at home over Clemson should be a hell of a game. Still don't know what to expect of that Clemson offense. So give me Notre Dame again, which places uh, us at eight and one. Yes. And then uh, the Navy midshipmen in Baltimore. Uh, I still challenge Notre Dame to go play a game in Annapolis, which they have yet to do despite playing Navy for like a hundred years. This is at the Raven stadium. Yeah. Uh, This uh, Notre Dame will win the game. All right. Yes, sir. Agreed. Nine and one. I'm going to say this is the sneakiest game on the schedule because you don't take, don't steal my thunder, man. I'm uh, going up to here. I'm going BC. uh, I think uh, I just think Notre Dame loses two games this year, you know, and I'm not quite sure exactly where they're going to be, but I think it could be this. I think you're, they're riding high off that Clemson win a couple weeks ago. They're there. They just smoked Navy. It's always tough. The the game after the triple option, right? Yes. That's true. Jerkovic. Being the Notre Dame transfer, I think Boston College actually surprises them, gets the upset, kind of, and ruins their 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 playoff hopes. Uh, Glenn Foley, Tom Coughlin esque. Uh, man, I just think it's a great look ahead spot too because they have USC yes. on deck, and and, and and if they're joining the Big Ten, you know, w- you know, there's speculation that hey, you know, well, is the rivalry going to end if they don't? I mean, this is like a. Lincoln Riley against Marcus Freeman. I think a lot of people find that exciting. Two of the more exciting hires this offseason. So I think Definitely. Boston College does catch them at a great spot. Are you going for the upset too? I think if they're going to get upset, it is going to be this one. But give me Notre Dame to get the dub, and I'll have okay. them. I'll have them uh, losing at USC. I have been beating USC. I think they're just the more physical team, and I think they're going to go on the road. And I, I just think they're flat out better right now. Lincoln Riley, obviously, that offense should be a force to reckon with. But I think this defense might be a, they can slow it down enough. I'll say so this. I'll have them going on the road and beating USC. I could totally see them winning at USC as well, but I just think between Boston College and USC, they're losing one. Yeah. I think a ten and two regular season is a very good first year for Freeman. And with all that talent coming in, it sets himself up nicely, especially, you know, with Buckner being still a young quarterback. Uh they're not quite ready yet this year to make a playoff run. But still, ten and two is still a, a, a very good first year. Yeah, uh, and yeah, look, they could drop the game to to BYU. They could drop the game at UNC. Maybe um, I think it's a ten and two team. So I liked it at nine and a half. I love it at eight and a half. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say eight and a half. I will lock it up. I think this is go. one that will you will hear me say again on the lock episode. Uh, come August, if the number stays the same, eight and a half. I am I'm locking it up. Uh, yes, they could. Clemson's just, the other one they could obviously lose. But too. I need so to see Clemson's offense going. Yeah. 
Um, the fact that let's be honest here, besides Ohio state and USC, which is their they start the season at Ohio state. They end the season at USC. They don't play in a toxic environment. North Carolina is a wine and cheese crowd. The carrier dome is I guess. All right. But I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of home games, a lot of home and uh, neutral site games. That's so, what I'm yeah, saying, I though. I think in college football, you hit the road, you lose, and uh, yeah. they've done a great job of. And and imagine next year when they, I believe they host Ohio State. So, uh, but great ten and two, good first, year, great first year for Marcus Freeman. I think he should be happy. You know, he landed Lloyd Carr's grandson at quarterback, who's a big time recruit. That was a lot of lot of uh, Patty that? C How was about upset that? about that as a Michigan Patty fan. C roots for Notre Dame too, though, right? True, but I just think he roots for Michigan how, more. How does he root for Notre Dame and Michigan? Yeah, he's it's like he's a Virginia Tech <laughs> and a Virginia fan too. It's like what's going right. on here, dude? Um, but I, I think the over is one of the best plays you can do so far. And at minus one forty five, it's not crazy. I mean, yeah, you got to lay some juice there, but it's not like ridiculous where you're just like, ah, I don't think so. So run yeah. your book and place I'm, your place your bet. Place your place your bet on the Irish. Like and imagine like. You can also, I mean, let's say they lose to Ohio State and they start rattling off wins. Once you beat BYU, if you beat BYU, then I think you're pretty much home. And even if not, you can always you could always hedge on the other side. I know we don't like hedging here, the Sports Gambling Podcast, but I just think I think you'll be all right with uh, the remaining schedule. I I highly doubt you would lose three other times after you you get by BYU because that would mean you lose Clemson, Boston College, USC. I don't think that happens. No, I agree. Uh, I'm on the over and I love it. Lock it up. Are you locking it? Do you think it's locked? Lock it up. Lock it up. Do it. Marcus Freeman, year one. Things are things seem to be set for him to have a great run in South Bend. Folks, subscribe to the college football experience. Remember, subscribe on YouTube. You can watch this thing. All right. Why watch the 35th Spider-Man? All right. You could just sit here and watch us every single day with our, with our previews, 131 of them. Who else is doing it? Nobody. All right. Subscribe to the college football experience. If like I said, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. If you do that, take a screenshot, find us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN or myself on Twitter at the Colby D show me that screenshot. We'll send you a college football experience t-shirt. It'll look like that pennant if you're watching right now. So do that. Uh, also, uh, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. You can give him shit about being a Michigan and a Notre Dame fan. So at Patty C831, do that. Give us all a follow and uh, check out the Discord channel, like I said. And also subscribe to the college basketball experience. Nate Lazuski's coming back, Nick. It's coming hey. back. Fifth they're, they're year. Big man. Nice get or nice Fifth, overturn. Yes. Like we love college hoops. We talk college hoops year round. We're going to have a Notre Dame preview coming in the next couple of weeks. So subscribe to the college basketball experience. Tell a friend. And yeah, I, I love this thing. Uh, check out all of our other podcasts, the sports gambling podcast. We just had uh Phil Steele, uh, Mike Leach. Uh, I don't know. Pat McAfee, all these guys check it out. Uh, they're going team by team on NFL previews. If you're a bears fan, if you're a I don't know. If you're a Colts fan, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Check it out. If you're a, a Cleveland Browns fans, go check out all those ones. They're going team by team, all 32 teams. Check out that. Check out all the other platforms MLB gambling podcast. Um, what else? NBA gambling podcast, NHL gambling podcast. You can go on and on. Just get the SGPN app. You'll have access to all of those. Uh, all right, folks. 
This is the college football experience. Notre Dame fighting Irish style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Mm-hmm.